It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports, insider knowledge, opinion, and facts you can't find anywhere else. Thank you so much for joining me on today's edition of the show, a Thursday edition, December 6th. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on the podcast. Hopefully you guys are all having a great Thursday whenever you hear this. On today's show, giving you a quick rundown of what we'll be talking about, talking about BYU's bounce back win last night over Utah State. Nick Emery not missing a beat. We'll break that down in this first segment for you. Second segment of the show, need to talk about a great article or a column that Dick Harmon wrote for the Deseret News on former BYU offensive coordinator and legend Ty Detmer, what his future may hold in football. We'll talk about some of the notes from that column that was in the Deseret News. And also in the final segment of the show, we'll catch up on everything else we may have missed with quick hits. So there you go. That's the layout of today's show. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV. Appreciate them and their continued support of Locked On Cougars. We'll tell you more about what they've got going here in a little bit. This podcast also can be found everywhere. Find podcasts, artists, be located apple podcast google podcast stitcher radio tune in radio spotify you can even tell your smart speakers play podcast locked on cougars and find us there as well all right thanks again for your support please continue to share rate and review the podcast let your family and friends know about this great resource when it comes to byu sports news that you can hear each and every day part of the blocked on podcast network we appreciate the continued support that you've been giving the show all right without further ado let's get going this is locked on cougars for december 6th 2018 All right, BYU basketball last night. This is a game I was terrified of. You guys have heard the podcast over the last couple of days previewing this game against Utah State. I felt like BYU was going to struggle in this game. I felt like their ability to defend had caught up, or inability to defend had caught up with them. They hadn't been shooting well from three. I wondered what kind of impact Nick Emery would have, good or bad, and Let's put it this way. It's thumbs up all the way around for last night's effort. BYU hits 11 three-pointers. They shot 45.8% from beyond the arc in a 95-80 win over Utah State. They led from wire to wire. Utah State never led in this game. Overall, I've got nothing bad to say about this game. Nick Emery came in, and he was the spark plug that generated what BYU needed to get over the hump and really open up a big lead. Uh, He hit on three three three-pointers I thought were absolutely huge early on in this game. And overall, his ability, his want to defend, his just overall tenacity on the court after 620 days, uh, I believe I saw that on BYU Sports Nation yesterday, 620 days between games for Nick Emery. It was incredible to see that young man back on the court and what he he was he was exactly what BYU needed in this game. He was 3 of 4 on his 3-point attempts, finishing with 11 points. 
I thought it was truly impressive to see what he brought to the court last night. And I really feel like he was the engine that got BYU going in this game. His shots came at opportune times. He was a pest on defense, bodying up guys like Sam Merrill all night long who struggled from the field. And I... I'll come clean. I didn't think Nick Emery could have this type of impact in his first game back. We'll see how it goes on Saturday when he faces Utah and, of course, going forward with these other games. Uh, Maybe it was a one-game jolt in terms of his motivation factor, also the nerves and the adrenaline factor probably playing into it. But if if he's able to parlay what he did last night against Utah State into being a consistent effort game in and game out, that is definitely going to help BYU this season, and they definitely could use it. Yoli Childs last night tied his season high with 31 points in the win. I thought he was a man amongst boys. Uh, Nemius Queta, the star big man for Utah State, I told you guys about him yesterday. He is a fine player. He's only 18 years old. He's a freshman for Utah State, and he's going to be a guy that BYU fans will want to track going forward because, man, that young man, he doesn't have his entire skill set unlocked yet, but he's going to be a great player. But Yoli Childs looked every bit the polished player that he is last night. Like I said, tying a season high with 31 points in the win. Dave Rose after the game uh, saying, quote, I thought I think there was a lot of emotion from our team tonight. The guys are ready from the start. It was a good atmosphere and I'm happy we won. After that 113-point debacle at Weber State on Saturday night, we talked to Dave Rose earlier in the week at media availability, and he said that we've, this, this week in practice has been a little bit different. And I'm guessing that he laid into his team and said, guess what, if you guys want to win games at a consistent clip, be the team that everybody expects you to be, you've got to lock in on the defensive end. And I felt like BYU did that. Uh, their largest lead came early in the first half, 28-15. to 15. Uh, Aggies had to call a timeout there. Emory hit another three to put them up 36-18. to 18. And BYU started rolling. They got to 46-25 to 25, with about five minutes to go in the first half. And at that point, this game was essentially over. Uh, the Aggies made a run early in the second half, carved the lead down to 12 points. But they could get no closer as BYU just ran away with it. They just kept them at an arm's length. And it was a truly impressive effort from BYU. The defensive end of the court was what I was most impressed with from the, from the Cougars. I... Like I said, giving up 113 points was unacceptable. Dave Rose knew it. He said, my team's got multiple issues right now. And I think his guys, I think that BYU as a team dug deep and they realized, hey, we got to figure things out. Uh, they limited Utah State to 35.3% shooting in the first half. Second half, Utah State shot a lot better, 65.4%. They finished the game shooting 48.3%. But the big stat was the 0 for 9 from 3 point. Uh, three-point arc in the first half for Utah State. Uh, Aggies didn't make a three. Cougars hit on 53%, 7-13 in the first half, and that was a huge difference in this game. And I, I tip my cap to BYU. I thought this was a game that if they lost it, this could get their season spiraling out of control, heading into a game against Utah on Saturday. Rivalry games are always kind of crazy, but I felt like if BYU dropped to a f- their fourth straight game, 
might be a little be pretty tough for them to pull back out of that. But hats off to Dave Rose. His team was supremely motivated in this game. Played great on the defensive end. Sam Merrill finished this game. He played 39 of the 40 minutes. 5 of 13 from the field. Finished with 17 points to lead the Aggies. But it was not an easy night for Sam Merrill. BYU bodied him up all night long. Forced him to alter his game. And that's exactly what you want to see from the Cougars. You want to see them force other players that are going against them out of their comfort zone. Uh, Nemius Quetta, I thought he was a great player. This kid's going to be very, very good. 16 points in this game, 8 rebounds. Uh, BYU struggled with him at points, simply did his athleticism, and the fact that BYU's very thin on the front line didn't have really an answer for him. But outside of that, BYU on the, on the perimeter guarded extremely well, so my hats go off to them. One other player I wanted to mention from BYU was Connor Harding. This kid freshman off an LDS mission didn't know what to expect coming into this year but he goes out there only scores a career high 14 points he went five of six on the night two of three from three point arc and just a truly impressive showing for Connor Harding I think he's going to be a guy that BYU fans are going to be very excited to watch in, in, in coming years like I said a true freshman off an LDS mission probably not even his top physical condition really right now give him a year to really kind of lock that in and the sky's the limit for this young man he plays with a a sense of I belong and I talked to him a a couple weeks ago and I asked him like so what what plays into your mindset and he he went back to this and if you're a Utah Jazz fan it's going to drive you a little bit nuts but he said I've got to develop that Mamba mindset he said Kobe Bryant in his mind is one of the best athletes ever in terms of getting himself mentally prepared for games and I can't deny that Kobe Bryant yes he was a burr in the side of my Utah Jazz fanboy heart but it's true Kobe Bryant that Mamba mindset he was one of the most mentally prepared athletes and that's exactly what Connor said he's trying to do he's trying to develop that mentality and if he's doing that and doing that right now and with his play on the court so far just kind of that um, sense of confidence that yeah I belong on this court I'm going to go out and play well hats off to him um, another guy in the backcourt that BYU has been really reliant on this year and he's continued to deliver is TJ Hawes he went 7 of 11 from the field last night, 4 of 6 from three-point land, including some deep threes, 20 points total on the night. So hats off to TJ Haas for another steady effort off the bench. But all in all, getting back to my original point, my hat goes off to Dave Rose and his crew. I'm not going to lie, I doubted they'd be able to pick up a win here because Utah State had been rolling into this game. They've just been absolutely dominant on both ends of the court. They were 7-1, and one, scoring points at a high clip. I wondered how BYU would respond after the Weber State loss, giving up the 113 points. And giving up 80 points still isn't great, but it's much better than giving up 113. The shooting numbers for Utah State kind of indicate how well BYU defended, particularly in the first half when this game Game, BYU rolled out to that 21 point lead with about five minutes to go and that's about that's all she wrote at that point so 
My hat goes off to Dave Rose and his team. Now they get ready for a big, their other big rivalry game Saturday here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. That's where I'm located recording this podcast. It is part of the Beehive Classic, BYU and Utah squaring off at noon mountain time. So it's a midday affair. You can catch two games if you want. You can watch Utah State and Weber State in the second game. Uh, BYU and Utah will be broadcast live on ESPNU. Like I said, at noon mountain time, tickets still available. You can go through the various ticket offices, BYUtickets.com. You can call the Vivint Smart Home Arena ticket office at 325-DUNK and get your tickets there. Come out and support. It should be a fun afternoon of basketball. In-state games are always fun. The atmospheres are absolutely incredible. Fans are into it, and the players buy into that as well. I've talked to multiple BYU players, and they say that the fan support, the crowds that show up to these games, do give them that extra motivation, that extra energy, because there's that juice coming from the crowds. And that's a tip of the cap to sports fans in the state of Utah, BYU fans in particular, because there's other sports markets where fans aren't as engaged as fans are here. And I think it makes it, it makes an impact, plain and simple. All right, so there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU basketball last night, but a big tip of the cap to Dave Rose and his team. I was truly impressed with what they showed last night. It was a great win, a bounce-back effort. They're now 6-4 and four on the season, getting ready to take on Utah Saturday. Put together a two-game win streak over your two biggest rivals. That would be a good way to bounce back from the three-game losing streak they suffered just last week. All right, we'll step aside here, catch up on everything else going on in BYU football next. Need to talk a little bit about little bit about Dick Harmon's great piece in the Deseret News on former BYU offensive coordinator and all-around legend Ty Detmer. Some great notes and quotes from Dick Harmon in this article. We'll talk about that next. Before we go to that, though, do need to tell you today about our good friends at Sling TV. Sling TV is your best bet when you want to watch all of the college sports you may or may not be missing. That includes football and basketball for just $30 a month. You get the ESPN networks, Pac-12 networks, SEC network, and more. Stream it on your big screen and across all of your favorite devices on your phones or your tablets. You can take it with you. That is one of the best convenient features that Sling TV offers. They offer you the live TV you love, only better. There are no useless channels. They don't bundle a bunch of channels you're never going to watch into this. You pick the channel lineups you want with Sling TV, and that's what you pay for. There are no hidden fees. You know exactly what you're paying right up front. No long-term contracts. You go month to month with it, and you can cancel it at any time. Locked on Cougars listeners, if you want to check it out and see if it's the right option for you, you can go to slingit.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. See if it's the right option for you. Seven days free to check it out. See if the DVR functions, the ability to stream channels across multiple devices at the same time is the right option for you. So once again, check it out. Seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. We are your daily source for all things BYU. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one daily sports podcast network in America, where, of course, the slogan is your team every day. Thanks again for joining me on this Thursday edition of the show. It's great to bring this podcast to you guys, and I appreciate your continued support of the podcast as well. Uh, yesterday, I saw it come across Twitter. Dick Harmon, the venerated sports columnist for the Deseret News, one of the original BYU insiders, has got connections that I can only dream of having. He had a chance to go visit Ty Detmer on his famed T-14 ranch in Texas. Go check out what Ty Detmer's got going on down there. And he talked to him about a lot of different things, what he does with his guide business, where he allows people to go hunt on the property he has, the type of deer and the oxen, all the different types of animals that you can take, wild boars, etc. It was cool to read about that, but the most impressive part was when they talked football. Uh, to Ty Detmer, of course, everybody remembers a two-year run as BYU's offensive coordinator, the first year under Kalani Satake's direction, led by an NFL quarterback and an NFL running back in Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. BYU rolled to a 9-4 and season. It seemed like the good times were rolling. The next year, Tanner Mangum was getting a bunch of hype that he could potentially jump to the NFL early if he has a great season under, under Ty Detmer's direction with this offense. And 2017 turned into a crater. It's simply a crater that isn't. It's a eyesore on BYU's football record all time. Just an awful season. The offense could not get out of their own way. A lot of youth and inexperience with the coaching staff and players contributed to just an offense that was absolutely abysmal. Uh, ranked in the 120s out of 130 teams at the FBS ranks. For a program that is as proud as BYU is of their offensive football tradition, just an absolute eyesore, especially led by, especially when you look at it being led by their former Heisman Trophy winner in Ty Detmer. Now, this column that Dick Harmon did, and like I said, you got to go to DeseretNews.com, take the 15 to 20 minutes it takes to read this and check it out because absolutely phenomenal. But uh, there was a quote in it from Ty Detmer about BYU since he left the Cougars after being fired, in essence, by Kalani Satake. And he says, quote, I haven't seen a game. I follow them on my phone, but I really don't want to hear all the talk about last year because every year is different. I mean, it just is what it is, and I don't want to hear comparisons. Man, that is an impressive quote. Ty Detmer will never blame anybody publicly for his ineptitude on offense in the second year of his tenure at BYU. He's never going to blame Kalani Satake for firing him. He's never going to say, hey, this such and such a person is a blankety blank. That's not Ty Detmer. He is just not a guy that will publicly blame anybody. And that's what Dick Harmon notes in this. He says, Detmer publicly blames no one. Says the answer will be, and the question was, what what would happen with Ty Detmer? Was he released too early? And it talks about the fact that the offense struggled, as did the defense. The culture, youth, and injuries were all part of the team's struggles. But dismissing Detmer became the big change, and Detmer publicly blames no one. That quote right there shows a man that still loves the program that brought him a lot in his life. And he, he credits BYU for a lot. He met his wife here. I joined the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints here. And it's just something you look at, and it's unfortunate it didn't work out. I guess that's the easiest way for me to say it. It's unfortunate it did not work out. 
I feel for Ty Detmer, and I just don't look at it differently because of what Jeff Grimes has done this year. I don't look at it any differently than what it, it is what it is, plain and simple. I thought that Ty Detmer came in, he gave his best effort. The players weren't necessarily there to run the system he preferred. I think he was still struggling with making the transition from high school football to high-level Division I football. It was a cavalcade of multiple errors. There were injuries. There was youth. There were multiple things. But I think both parties are better off having parted ways. Ty Detmer, I think he'll have an opportunity to go forward and do something else he wants to, if he wants to in his career. I had people tell me that he had offers from the NFL to be a quarterback's coach even after he was fired at BYU. And maybe he does ultimately pursue coaching once again. But I feel like reading this column that Ty is good with whatever happens. He'd be perfectly fine sitting there on his ranch, the T-14 ranch down there in Texas, guiding hunts and telling stories the rest of his life. That's what he loves to do. But there's also things he needs to also accomplish, and I feel like he's going he's gonna to chase that. We'll see what happens with um, Ty Detmer and his relationship with BYU going forward. But this column I thought was truly impressive. One other quote I want to get to real quick that uh, – also was kind of enlightening was that Ty Demmer said that if he, if he were a recruit in this day and age of college football, so in the 20 teens, 2018, he actually probably wouldn't have gone to BYU. And he says the reason why is because everybody, well, I'll read the quote, actually, I'll just read it. If I was coming out now, this is a quote from Ty Demmer, if I was coming out now, I probably wouldn't have gone to BYU because there are a lot of schools that throw the ball. But back then, it was the place to go to pass, so it's different. But I still think it's a place where a quarterback makes it go. So he wouldn't have gone to BYU. And as a non-LDS young man from just outside of San Antonio, Texas, I can't blame him because right now the spread offenses, they're throwing the ball all over the yard and guys are setting records each and every year. And I... I can understand why he said I, he said I would have gone somewhere else. Could have played closer to home, I'm sure. He could have gone to Texas, where they've got a spread system. He could have gone to Houston, where it's wide open. There's multiple options to him now. But as he said, in that era, in the late 1980s, when he was being recruited, BYU was the team that passed it all over the place. And it, it plain and simple, that's exactly what it is. So. This column, I can't go through all of it, and Dick Harmon did just an incredible bang-up job. Just a true, truly awesome column being written about Ty Detmer. Dick traveled to Texas, hung out with Ty Detmer on the T-14 Ranch, and everybody needs to go check out this column. I'm going to link it in the show notes of today's show. I'm going to see if I can get Dick Harmon on the podcast at some point to talk about it because I'd like to get his insight about writing about this, also some of the background and some of the reference to how we how this all came about. But just a cool column, and hats off to Ty Detmer. It'd be very easy for him to be bitter or dismissive of BYU, but you can tell he still has a soft spot for the program, and he wants absolutely what's best for the Cougars. Maybe at some point Ty Detmer does come back to BYU as a coach, and everything gets straightened out and everything's good, but I wouldn't bet on it for the time being, but it's cool to see him not holding a grudge against the Cougars for a failed two-year experiment when he uprooted his life to come to BYU after years and years of people pursuing him to come over and join the football program in Provo. 
All right, so we'll step aside here, but I'll check out that column, DeseretNews.com. Great job. Credit to Dick Harmon for chasing down the lead on this and having a chance to go out and visit Ty on his ranch and everything. Awesome to see that. All right, we will step aside here, catch you up on everything else we haven't touched on in today's show. Next with Quick Hits, of course, we are your daily source for all things BYU news. If you are interested in advertising with the podcast, please reach out. You can hit me up at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. We are still in the launch phase with the Locked On Cougars podcast as well as the other Locked On College podcasts on the Locked On College podcast network. And great rates still available to advertise with us. Let me know if you are interested locked on BYU at gmail.com. We'll step aside. We'll come back. Quick hits next. This is Locked on Cougars. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You are Locked On Cougars. We are your daily source for all things BYU news, notes, and insider info you can't find anywhere else. And we'll wrap up today's show pretty quick here, getting close to our time limit. We try to keep this podcast around 25 minutes, ideally, each day. But a note for you, recruiting-wise for BYU football, and I thought it was kind of cool to see this, Deshaun Collins from City College of San Francisco. We talked about him receiving an offer earlier this week from BYU over the weekend, a running back prospect that BYU is very high on. I'm had some injuries in his uh, Juco career that might actually prove to be beneficial for him uh, in terms of getting a year back from the NCAA if he does enroll at BYU. But there was I saw some tweets from him about some graphics from BYU that were sent out to him. And as a young man from California, most young men from California dream of going to USC or UCLA. They're the two big dogs in the state. They have the best and brightest in the just everything all about them screams big time when it comes to college football. And most young men growing up in California have a dream of playing for one of those two schools. You usually kind of support one or the other. Some guys in Northern California may go for Stanford, but that's not necessarily the same level. Or Cal, but it's on the same level as USC or UCLA. And BYU, on some of the recruiting stuff, actually mentions... Uh, the USC game. They'll be hosting USC on September 14th in 2019, part of a stellar home schedule in 2019 for the Cougars. And BYU's playing it up to some of the California prospects they've got. I think it's cool to see um, them playing this up saying, hey, guess what? We know you're a kid from California. You probably grew up with dreams of playing for the hometown team, going to play for USC. Well, here's your chance to get back at them, to make them prove to them that overlooking you was a mistake. It's a motivational ploy. It's a recruiting tactic. It's but it, it's effective. These young men respond to stuff like that. So my hat goes off to BYU for working that angle, especially with a kid like Deshaun Collins, guy that doesn't have a lot of big offers, but could pick some up in the final run up to early signing day. For him, it'd be the JUCO signing period where you can enroll mid-year, get ready for spring ball at BYU. I'm interested to see if Deshaun ultimately signs with the Cougars, but it was cool to see them playing up the whole hometown angle. Like, hey, 
Uh, if you were a USC guy growing up, here's your chance to get back at them. And hats off to the Cougars there. All right, that's today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV. Thank them for their continued support of Locked On Cougars. Get a seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. If you are a local company and would like to advertise with the podcast like I previously mentioned, Please hit me up, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. Would love to speak with you about your company and the opportunity to represent you and your product or services. All right, thanks again for joining me on the show. Tomorrow we'll be back getting you ready for BYU versus Utah in basketball. Also looking at BYU women's volleyball as they get ready for the Sweet 16 and Elite 8. That'll be all on tomorrow's show. This has been Locked on Cougars for December 6th, 2018. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.